All right, Michelle, we survived the week apart. How do you feel about that? So good. Like we're entering like this new 21st century. What? We can do this from computers? I feel like I've just put my pants on for the first time by myself. <laughs> right. We're potty trained. <laughs> That's what I feel. I feel stupid and, and, and proud at the same time. But, you know, people have reported to us that the sound actually is better. That's embarrassing. Like, oh, now we're all using remote equipment and my expensive studio equipment doesn't sound as good. What the hell's Puts going on? Puts it to shame. And, David, I am wearing airplane headphones right now. That's mm-hmm. how cheap this is over here. Well, and I'm I'm realizing that all of my stuff is battery powered. And the only thing that we're kind of cheating with is a Wi-Fi signal because we're using Zoom to at least see each other. We're not, you know, at that stage where we can be completely separated. We took baby steps and, and now we at least look at each other through the computer screen. But I'm realizing that if I had like a... Uh, pocket Wi-Fi or whatever they're called, I could literally be chilling at the beach recording Yeah, like right a little now. hot spot. Yeah, that's what I meant. What did I call it? A <laughs> pocket, pocket Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Hey, both work. <laughs> See, that, that is how antiquated <laughs> I am. I I grew up with computers, but boy, I am just so behind the times. It's unreal. So these little, these little revelations are fun. Speaking of revelations, <laughs> today is Saturday, July 24th. Last Saturday in the month. Am I not... Is Crazy. that no, no, yeah. maybe one more. No, one maybe more. Not. One more. Okay, yep. good. I, I love that. That's my nickname, by the way, is one more. <laughs> one more. The bartenders know that. Oh, I love that. <laughs> All right. So Michelle, hit us with the gift of the Creating day. Creating remarkable memories today. And it is. Remarkable memories don't always come from the most positive experiences, but you can recall them with fond affection if you choose to. Laughing in retrospect is the earmark of a survivor. Keeping the memory negative, the sign of a victim. Not laughing along with me? We fix that. I've got to tell you, and I think I've said this, this is the week of of reflecting upon my illnesses, and this week has been something else. I I think I've shared with you, while the medication that I took has, has helped a lot, I am just not a huge fan a pharmaceutical intervention. I go kicking and screaming, but I, I wrote this one on prednisone and codeine, and it was the perfect cocktail for dislodging some of my long lost memories and put things into perspective because I'm actually in this particular story recounting a time where someone close to me was on medication and it completely changed the landscape of things. And it was, well, in my opinion, hilarious. But at the time, a little disconcerting. So, and this is where I go back to that idea of the gift of the day that in the moment, the the thought or the experience might have been negative, but when you look back at it, you have the opportunity to laugh at it or you can still maintain it as a negative memory. It's up to you. That is completely up to you. And most people don't really accept that or understand that. Nope, nope, that's a fixed that's a fixed memory. It's either going to be positive or negative from the inception, and I'm going to carry it as such. Well, that shows you don't have isn't flexibility. That, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's so crazy how how people confront situations so differently. Either they cower to it, they confront it, or basically anesthetize themselves to like, oh, it never happened, or I'm going to drink this memory away. And guess what? It doesn't go away. All great points and a great great use of the term anesthetized. I like that. 
Beautiful. <laughs> so I'm going to share. I, a... I have one every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to share a little bit of a trip down memory lane. My family and I, I'm going to sound totally entitled and privileged, but I, I promise you, I did not. The beginning part of my life, I was at or below the poverty line. But as things changed for my father and the income in the house, uh, we did some fun stuff. And some of it was maybe you would consider it a little bougie. Uh, when we were late teens, early 20s, we made it a tradition to get out of the country for Thanksgiving. And we would go to Puerto Vallarta, where it was nice and warm. We were escaping the cold. And back in the day, gather round, young people, to hear a story from the golden ages, <laughs> the, the very far past, the 1990s. Ooh, to me, that sounds like just yesterday. It was for me, too. <laughs> but this is a, a shocking revelation, I think, to a lot of people that weren't around in that time, or at least weren't conscious. That Back in that time, there was a smoking section on the airplane unbelievable to think about it now i i've i've been around to experience the smoking section and it was just like what like the back maybe three aisles of a plane like there was no barrier if you were like that back fourth you were screwed if you hated smoke well the funny it didn't yeah, matter. you're in you're in a tube the, the smoke and isn't going anywhere tube the, the, the whole area <laughs> is now a smoking section because you're not going to segregate the smoke, you're not going to capture the smoke and you're not going to keep the smoke from going into the uptake system and, and going into first class. I mean, it, it's hilarious. Well, it's just like a smoking section in a restaurant. Right. There's no, there's no. The table next to you might be smoking and you're in non-smoking, but you're going to still get the smoking. Right. It was, it was a lame <laughs> gesture that never really worked. Right. So my mother, bless her soul, had a whole cocktail of different types of anxieties and one of them was pre-trip anxiety. So there was already that ramped up. Then she had claustrophobia. Then she had a fear of flying. And then she always used the cigarettes as her crutch to get through the flight. Well, turn the clock forward slightly. The difference between one year to the next was dramatic for her because she couldn't use her crutch when they banned smoking on airlines. Ooh, ouch. I bet she said she'd rather swim oh, yeah. to wherever she's going or walk. Absolutely, given the choice. And I, I don't know that she was necessarily a huge fan of Mexico. She didn't speak Spanish. And it was just, it was this hilarious, you know, just this, this total combustible situation for my mother. So we had a, a large group going with us this time, as we, we often did, an extended family. And so instead of cigarettes my mom chose xanax out and wine good night <laughs> nighty night so what did it do to you her you could see that it was kicked in and that's the thing about xanax if you're questioning if it's working or not it's working because <laughs> you yeah. don't have the anxiety so i look back and she's got these you couldn't see the blue in her eyes her pupils were gigantic like saucers and then I'm like, uh-oh, something, something's wrong with mom. It's yeah. happening. And of course, I still have that. It, there's no empathy in my voice at all right now. And there wasn't then either. It was just, to me, I'm like, okay, there's about to be a show. So she's back. And I, and I think we talked about this. You've seen the movie uh, Bridesmaids, right? I and have there's, several there's times. There's that classic scene. I'm, I'm basically dialing up that same scene. <laughs> so... <laughs> My mom's a few rows back, 
and we're chilling and we're we're about halfway there you know about two three hours into the the flight and all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye i see my mother's figure coming up the aisle and she passes by my row and then she goes to the next row where we've got some extended family and she's just chilling she's not going to the bathroom she's just walking up the aisle oh no she turns around and sees one of my relatives their name was dotty and i'll never forget it dotty what are you doing here <laughs> in a new jersey accent no or no i fi- i okay i figure like i picture this dotty no 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 <laughs> This was my California family. So, Daddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. If it were my Jersey family, she would absolutely have been in full-blown Daddy. Jersey accent. Okay. Yeah, but it was this whole innocent, <gasps> what, oh, what are, are you doing, doing here? here? And I'm like, Mom, <laughs> where do you think we are? <laughs> we're all here. <laughs> what are we doing? And she was like looking around and this whole look on her face of realization of, oh, my God. Where am I? What am I doing? What? Why are we all here? And then I was like, oh, my God. Mom, you know we're on our way to Mexico, right? She's like that's right and i'm like oh my god mom please go sit down you're embarrassing all of us and yourself and of course the the meds fully take hold an hour before we land so when we land she is a puddle in her chair and we can't get her rousted to get up and get around and it was obvious that she she didn't take the prescribed amount she took way more than she should have plus Sounds like plus it. drank the wine but so that's that's one kind of funny remembrance that I have that it was a little sideways but that was leading up to the big story here which is I've told that story over and over to my family my immediate family and told them all these great stories about Puerto Vallarta and this place uh, that we used to go to and it was all inclusive and it was you know games and it was you know, all these guys activities. on the... Yeah, mm-hmm. just every night was a new party and then you went out on the beach during the day and you got served endless drinks and all you can eat and volleyball and, and jet skis and stuff. So I, I built this thing up completely too big and took them one year. And the first mistake I made was listening to them because I let them dictate what time of year. And they're like, oh, I don't want to go during school because I don't want to miss school and Thanksgiving breaks, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let's just go in August. (laughs) No, no, you don't go to parts of it. Oh, God. Yes. You can't even, like, do anything but the beach. No, you're a mile from the sun and you're melting. And it doesn't matter what you do. You can't get cooled off. So we go to the... First of all, we, we we roll up into the resort, and I'm all, this doesn't look right. The place is just falling apart. It's oh, I don't no. know if you've ever seen the movie Hot Tub Time Machine, where no. oh they, they used to go to this place as teenagers. It was the best. And then the economy took a downturn. Skiing became and... less of a thing, and it just fell apart. And there's it's overrun by cats. You know, it, it, this... Oh, no. So the, the story behind this was... The resort was slated to be torn down, so they just let go of the reins. The staff <laughs> were gone. The the amenities were all gone. The physical plant was falling apart. Our air conditioner didn't work. It was just an absolute shit show. Oh, my God. On top of that, we're foraging through Puerto Vallarta. I'm trying to show them the cultural cool shit that's there, and they're just melting. I mean, you know me. I can handle some heat. Yeah. My... 
the mother of their children. Not kids. No. Kids cannot. And the, and the mother of their children, are uh, her skin is almost opaque, and she's so white <laughs> and red hair. So the poor kids were just dying. They're not built for that level of heat and humidity. So it was it was an absolute disaster. But now when we look back on it and we look at the pictures, because not one not one of the pictures is a genuine smile. No one's smiling. No. Yes. No, they're trying to smile and it's so <laughs> fake. Uh-huh. Oh my God. So now we look it's back. It's hot. There's too many cats around oh God. here. It was just terrible. Just terrible. Uh, I remember trying to get them ice cream to, to cool them off and then it, the ice cream would melt. Everything that I tried to yep. do was just a disaster. And then of course... I did some stupid things. I ate some food off the street, and I immediately got Montezuma's revenge. Oh, you can't do no, that, David. No, no, I learned. We all learned a lot of hard lessons. Um, we went to a timeshare presentation, thinking that it was only going to be an hour, and we were there for like four hours. I mean, it was one bad decision after the next. But you know, looking back, even at that, somebody could easily take that and flush that whole thing down the toilet and say, "Baby with the bathwater." What a what a mm-hmm. terrible experience. But no, we learned a lot from it. We have a lot of funny stories to tell. There was a harrowing experience in leaving Mexico. They weren't going to let me go. Um, this was way, way, way ahead of COVID. The Mexican airports had thermal scanners, body scanners. And if you had, oh. yeah, if you had. I don't remember a, those. Yep, if you had wow. a temperature, they wouldn't let you leave the country. So mm. I was just so doped up on ibuprofen to try to drop my temperature to, just to get on the plane. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, what I'm painting is this picture of absolute disaster. But in my memory, I've cultivated that. And when I share that and reflect back on it with my kids, they find the humor in it because they're healthy human beings with great psyches that can change their attitude towards a memory. And, and it also is a very strict and hard lesson on trying to reinvent cherished memories trying to, as i call it going to the well one too many times where i tried to reignite and have that same experience that i had when i was their age and it just wasn't there and that's something that you've mm-hmm. got to be wary of sometimes <laughs> those memories are best kept in your mind and to try to recreate them is a slippery slope to say the least. David, in your defense, there was no such thing as trip advisor. <laughs> All true. So you have to cut yourself some slack. Back then it was just like, you didn't know what the resort looked like. There was nothing online to look at. There were no such thing as reviews. You just went off memory. That's what we were guided by, right? That's 100%. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll, be, I'll tell you, the, when we were first introduced to this, this is going to sound like I'm 90 years old. We actually used what's called a travel agent. That's a human being oh. with a computer <laughs> that booked everything for us. And because we went in large groups, we got incredibly exclusive deals and all these extra little amenities like day trips to Yalapa and uh, scuba diving Mm -hmm. in Los Arcos and you know cool things that came along with it as as you grew your party you made right you got more incentive so when when I tried to do it on my own without the agent without them knowing that this place had just gone in the shitter I was solo and I was trying to (laughs) trying to do it on my own and well we all we all found out the hard way well, and that's what's so cool about 
the remarkable memories. I fear that sometimes today's generation, they don't have the same stories because everything's pre-diagnosed. They know exactly what they're getting into. Hell, they can even request a waiter. They can request a room. They know exactly what they're getting. And it was a gamble back then. Like you saw a picture in a catalog in a resort catalog that could have been 20 years old. It could have been two days old. It was a gamble. It was the roll of the dice. It looked good in the picture, but it was probably 10 times smaller than, you know, it appeared. And these are the unremarkable memories that people of today won't get to create or to turn into the remarkable memories. That's kind of sad, isn't it? You know, it is. That That's almost like a uh, projection of like the year 3000 when there's no imperfections whatsoever and everything just runs Everything's smoothly. Everything's perfect. It's, the whole world is at 74 degrees simultaneously and <laughs> yeah. there's no pollution. Yeah, yeah I mean, there is, there, there's a lot to be said about overcoming adversity and bonding as a family. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it was one of those situations where, uh-oh, dad's sick as a dog because he ate fish off the street. Um you know, we have to we have to figure <laughs> things out from here on out. I'm laying in bed, and there's a song. There was this resort that was next door, and, and in the district that we stayed was notoriously the gay district. So there was all these, you know, gay catered um, facilities, and there was this one rooftop uh, disco, and they kept playing MGMT. I can't hear MGMT music at all oh. and not get Without a physical thinking. reaction to it. I, I literally okay. get a cramping in my gut because there I was puking my brains out, and it was just this. Okay, so MGMT. Okay, so it's not as old as I think it is. That was brand okay. new, so they played it on infinite repeat. Okay, that that okay. we could actually figure out what year that was. It was whatever year that song came Based out. Based on MG, yeah, yeah. And I can't, it's a good I song. can't hear it. Sorry, you no, don't like I, it. <laughs> I used to like it, and now I can't. I just, I can't. I get irpy. I just even making that sound just now makes me irpy. Yes, yes. So it's a good lesson in how to change the negative into positives. And there's so many ways you can do it. And I think we all agree that the first thing you have to do is confront it, relive it, feel it again, face it head on, right? Be be willing to explore it in a different light. All great points. And you know, something to add to that, Michelle, is I could easily take that scenario and see someone else saying, well, you know, because that crashed and burned so much, let's not take a risk and not, not do it again. Mm-hmm. My attitude is, man, that crashed and burned, that can't happen twice. Let's go right back at Ooh. it. So important. Like, you don't write it off completely. You're willing to like, hey, maybe it changed management. Maybe right. they tore it down, rebuilt it, and it's still called the same. There's so many things like that. Well, and I think that's, again, it speaks to attitude and perception. My attitude is... Well, that was pretty catastrophic, and now that we're standing on ground zero, there's no going below this. It can only mm-hmm. get better from here. Somebody else would maybe stand on that ground and say, well, since we fell this far, um, we can certainly yeah. fall further. Let's fuck it and cut our losses. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So that being said, Michelle, love- a little bit of a long-winded story. Blame it on the prednisone. Uh, what is What is your homework for the night? I think the homework tonight is facing the music, reliving the same situation, maybe start out small, like a vacation, maybe not a big traumatic life experience, maybe, you know, that you don't want to start off with something huge that completely changed your life. And use this to 
almost address the other little things in life and and almost like kickstart it into a newfound perspective the way you view it are you able to now talk about it and laugh about it because I forget who said it like nothing is as important as you think it is while you're thinking about it interesting so like take that long view that extended view think about the situation and how would you confront a friend if they went through a similar situation or a bad situation you probably wouldn't you'd be like oh David I'm sorry sorry you got sick but it sounds like maybe the kids helped you out you know taking a different perspective into any situation I love that homework and let me I'm going to expand on that just a slight bit when I came back from Puerto Vallarta and someone asked, how was your vacation? You know what my attitude was? It was of tremendous humor. It was, man, For let me sure. tell you what happened. I got sick as a dog. The, the place was, a, was a, a disaster. It was a complete hot house. Uh, we went to a damn uh, condo presentation and that sucked half a day. Blah, 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 blah. And then I just made fun of it the whole time. Now, the a lot of people that I've come in contact that obviously I distanced myself from would come back with the, oh man, let me tell you how bad it was and not do it in a framework of finding the humor in it. That's right. the defining difference of how you yeah. cultivate a long lasting memory. And I got to say, while I can almost guarantee that this story in reflection from my children's perspective would be a variation of okay, I see dad's point. He's got a point that it was funny, but I still carry a little bit of negativity with it. Whereas their mother, I'm sure would see it almost purely negative. So there's, right. there's like that detente right. in the middle. So there's, Isn't there's obviously fun? a continuum of that. And, and I'm, my postulation is that I've got the healthier perspective of the perspectives and I'm trying to, to instill that in other people. And that's where, you know, we fix that kind of thing. Yep. Speaking of which, Michelle, what was your mic drop moment? What was your remote mic drop moment? <laughs> I I need to look up the word my postulation or your my space postulation. So your what you thought about it? Yeah, my you, my uh hypothesis, I love it. my my yes. position. I love yes. it. Today's a vocab day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's all about how you view it. And you know what came to mind as you were telling the story is what I live by. If we're not laughing, we're crying. Yep. And who wants to be doing that? That was my takeaway. That was my drop, mock, mic drop moment. Mock, mock, <laughs> mic drop moment. I like it. And uh, it's a good reminder. All of these gifts of the day, they are just that, gifts. They're great reminders to say, wait a minute, how am I viewing this situation? Love it. I'm glad it's helping, and we'd be great to get some feedback, and, and I, I want to end on that, actually, before we do the outro, because I was listening to a podcast today, don't ask me why, but it was on the Manson family and, and building cults. It has nothing to do with us. I was just fascinated by the connection between my great aunt and Charles Manson, which you may not know about, and I'll discuss some other time, but at any rate, the <laughs> at the end, the podcaster said, hey, you know, it's a small gesture, but it helps us a lot please give us a rating. I didn't realize there was a rating system on podcasts. That goes to show how much I know. But there's a rating system. Give us five stars. Go onto our social media. Make sure you follow us. Send the message out for other people to listen. If you're gaining something from this, 
it's almost irresponsible not to share it with other people. So please do us a favor and broaden our, our audience as well. And after you rate that, get out there and fly that kite. everybody. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement.